Puente Mayor, gasolado hacia el frente, no puede pasar y Federico Walter comete la Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Cantina MX Podcast. I'm your host, Jaime Landeros, and we are going to be going over Jornada 15, which is still going on right now. Pumas and Pachuca are currently playing. But before I go any further, I want to introduce my homie, Joel. How are we doing out there? Pretty good. Uh, fortunately, I'm, I'm away from the fires here in Irvine. Oh, so, those are happening I'm, over there? Yes, sir. I'm able to pod. <laughs> were you able to I get in your... Been asked to evacuate. Were you able to get in your Tesla and evacuate? No, in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hiding in my basement. Oh, okay, okay. No, no, I'm just I'm just pretty far from the from the desmadre. Oh, that's, um, that's good to hear, man. Yeah, like, like you say, man, Liga, the Jornada 15 still going on. And uh, we're we're going for the Pumas win just because Pachuca's a big right now. They're trailing Chivas by one point. As we speak, we are minute thirty-one into the last game of Jornada fifteen. Pumas had just scored, uh, so they're up one-zero against Pachuca. They're actually on the road right now, and yes, we do want them to win and keep Pachuca away from us because as of right now, Chivas are in eighth position. Uh, with 22 points, they lost to Cruz Azul at home, and they've been our boogeyman at Estadio Chivas. <laughs> yeah, and, and we talked last week how Cruz Azul had a negative run coming into this game. So things were seemed positive for Chivas, but uh, and the Chivas ended up being the slump buster for the for the machine. Yeah, I was uh, reading about our like home record against Cruz Azul, and I believe in like the last six games we have not been able to even get a win at home against Cruz Azul. So they've definitely owned owned us at home. Uh, in our defense, though, we did have three players that came with uh, COVID, so we did not have Pollo Brisueño. We did not have. Gallito Vasquez, and we also did not have um, Saldivar. So we lost three players in that okay. game. Yeah, and well, and then the good news was that mathematically Chivas is in, is in playoffs. Or Repechaje, if you want to call it that. Well, this message is oh, for nice. John. Nice. That's really good. I was going to do my little. There it is. <laughs> we made Leguilla. Let's go. After three years. <laughs> three three long years. And we want to at least finish in a respectable position, meaning the original eight. We don't want to get into the, the 9, 10, 11, 12th positions because we don't want to get made fun of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, uh, finishing eighth, it's it's you know symbolic as well. It's shown that at least the team, even if there wasn't, there wasn't this this updated tourney rules, that the team would have still qualified. And I, I think that was the goal even before, the rules were changed, 
it was that was the goal, you know, to 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 be amongst to be in the Hiya, um and ultimately is to be in the top arts. But again, you can't go three years without without making it to the big dance. He is being a team like Chivas. That's just uh, unacceptable. Eighth, I'm I'm totally okay with the eighth eighth seed. I remember beating Toluca in the final as the eighth seed. So that is right up our alley. But I do have a question for you. Do you believe had we kept Dena, would have we made Ligia? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do think. Uh, I mean, we, we've gone over his results. You know, I, I know people weren't happy with his playing style. People aren't happy with with Busses. Uh, you know, tactics. But they're not to me had shown that he he would he would have gotten the job done. Um and I, I know going into the classical people were still thinking of the game played during the preseason and that was you know, the high scoring, what was it, a four three match? Yeah, and we were we were to... we beat America and we uh, went to the final against Cruz Azul and uh, the, the Copa por Mexico, we were we were looking good, and it's because we had all our players, and and we you know we finished that tournament healthy, and then you know we lose some key players going into the first game of the regular season, and the first three, including Tena, yeah, including Tena. So it's like he only had one game, and it was against Puebla, you know, to to actually do something, and you know they didn't get a, a good result, so they pulled the plug, I think, prematurely, and. I honestly think, like, the grass is greener. I think, like, Dena was just getting things going. I felt like the 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 locker room was unhappy when they found out that he was removed from office. And, you know, we brought in we brought in Vucetic because of his, his resume and what he's been able to accomplish in Liga Mekis. But as it's shown for many, many players and coaches that have come to Chivas, it's not the same animal, man. Chivas are held to the highest, you know, level of scrutiny and... Not everybody can hang. Not everybody, not everybody can handle it. Yeah, true. True that. True that. But I mean, he, you know, at least he got, he he managed to get the first. It also demands um, a, a, a specific style. It's not about, you know, getting these victories. You got to, you got to do it with, with offense. And it's been turned, apagado. You know, the offense has been turned off. They did not score against Cruz Azul. And their defense isn't doing that well either. So it's like, at least Vucic was known for having a strong defense, but he can't even get that fixed. So it's, you know, I think there's a big question mark right now going on. Definitely. Well, let's see. Let's see how he does in his final games. Uh, fortunately, he doesn't, you know, the team's already qualified. So that's not a concern and you could focus on patching up you know whatever holds need patching up yeah speaking about Cruz Azul they bounce back after kind of going into a drought they in their last five games they had uh one victory two draws and a loss so this helped them bounce back and Cabeza Rodriguez scored a brace against Chivas and now he is back on top as the individual top goal scorer with 12 and Gignac kind of stagnated at 10. He's still been at 10 for a quite a while. So 
Cabeza Rodriguez is the number one goal scorer in Liam Mekis. Yeah, really, really good. You're a wide striker. Really good. He's a really good player, man. There is one last topic about, well, actually two more topics about Chivas that I wanted to, to address. Uh, meanwhile, Pachuca just missed a penalty against Pumas, so Pumas are still up 1-0, 38-minute. Um, recently, Osvaldo uh, Sanchez came out and said, and he, and he talked about what happened in 2006. He was coming into uh, his last year with Chivas, and they were refusing to re-go- renegotiate his contract. And, uh, you know, he left Chivas as the champion, as the captain, and I remember all the fans were upset about him leaving. I remember even um, in La Minerva, they, they're all chanting his name and stuff. And we assumed that he left Chivas because of money and because... Oh, oh wait, Jaime. Yes. Not we. I always knew. Oh, you always, I always knew? I knew the reason. Yeah, I knew the reason. But, but, do go on, go on. So it turns out that... They weren't having a great year, and they did go to Repechaje. They didn't squeeze into the eighth seed, and that was enough for the the board to say, we're not going to renew your contract. You're not in our plans for the next season. This was before Liga even started. So he played that entire Liga knowing that he was no longer going to play for Chivas, and he had uh, multiple offers, and I think uh, it wasn't just Santos, but there was Tigres as well. And uh, I don't know why he waited until now to come out and 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 speak about it. But what are your thoughts, Wed? Well, I mean, because because those same goals, you don't want to air dirty laundry, and which is I felt was one of the big mistakes Almeida did when he left Chivas. Um, and it was his representative that leaked the email. And that's that's just like something in in Liga MX that it's they just like to keep it you know under wraps. So I guess you just and, and we've seen that right now with with some of the coaches that left. They're not ever came out and said, you know, he didn't make a big fuss of why he got sacked. Yeah, he just left. Same with Chepo. We don't know why. You could say results, but you do get many times where the coach gets interviewed and they'll. Or or they'll call for a presser and then they'll 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 give the reasoning. But those dudes just left, and that's you know it, it happens a lot with with many with many um, coaches players where they just leave and then they don't they don't want to make a big deal about it, and it says about their character and it makes it easy for other institutions to want to work with them, uh, you know, because then they feel that you're not going to be a problem. And so I think I think that was one of the main reasons why. Why Oswaldo, and and also because you have the ability to make the club look bad, so mm. you know why would you do that? Why would you make this club look bad? You you could feel like they did you dirty, but yeah, some, it's, it's time, like it's, uh, unspoken. You know, you don't you don't talk bad about your ex employee. You know, <laughs> yeah. some people do though, but those people yeah. are usually retired. You know, or they're already or they're, they're already on their way out. Their their career's already over. But some people are still like trying to have jobs in the future, so they can't be doing that. Yeah, and and, and again, you never know if you you might return one day. Yeah, return and be there, 
maybe as a as in another position, you know. Um, but it, it's it's obvious what has been the problem with the goats for years and years, and that's been uh, paying salary. And if we look at Chivas, going back to the comp, not the Campionissimo, um, what were they called? The Super Chivas, you know, the the team that was put together by La Promotora mm -hmm. way back in the early 90s, and they had all these players that were like, you know, seleccionados or up there. And And it's like, okay, why did they end up, you know, transferring a lot of these guys out? And it's it's not because they want to make, you know, that's always what the fans, they think, oh, they just own them because they wanted to make, to make a profit out of it. And there's some truth to that, but, but with a team like, like Chivas, um, it's, it's more, it's because they can't afford the wages. That's just what it came down to. And it's, we've seen it time and time again. Uh, you know, the team wins, your players are national team caliber. Uh, so then they're demanding higher wages now. Uh, same thing happened with the other Chiba team. Well, that was, that was the team where he was at. Uh, wait, was that the team he was at? The 06? What? Right, when they won, when they won the, yeah. with Bofo and, I mean, all of those dudes, uh, they, some of those guys like Masa, Silo ended up going to Europe and some of the dudes that stayed behind. Mm-hmm. They obviously were going to demand higher wages, so it's hard. The team obviously doesn't have the money to to pay, you know, to, to pay because if they had, of course you want to keep that team. Uh, it will generate you more money constantly fighting for a campeonato, being in Liguilla, and then just playing moleros. People want to go see those players. Yeah. So it, yeah. with, with Osvaldo, you have a dude that was, you know, he had been in World Cups. He's he was like one of the the best keepers in the league. He just he demanded a lot of money, you know, which which he you know he deserved. Yeah, yeah, he deserves. It's justified. But for Chivas, it's like, well, snap. We really it's hard, you know. And at the same time, if if, if you're seeing it from the front office, you had Talavera, you had Luis Michel, and then you had. The under seventeen kid that ended up disappearing, but pintaba, you know, pintaba para bien. Mm -hmm. um, Arias, I think it was. He was the starting keeper for the under seventeen. Really tall as well, like six foot five. And you had, you just had these really good keepers. Uh, which Talavera, he's had a good career, and 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 uh, and then Luis Michel ended up being being another good keeper. So. I, I could see why, you know, it sucks to sell them, but I could see, I could see why they did it, because uh, they were gonna make the most money from that transfer, and and you had other other keepers that could hold 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 it down. I remember struggling after that. After Oswaldo left, we we did have Talavera grooming, and you know, we all thought that he was gonna be the next goalkeeper for the next you know ten years. However, it didn't work out that way. If I'm not mistaken, he was injured, and he ended up being out of commission for a while. And then that's when we started to uh, experiment with other goalkeepers. And then Luis Michel ended up becoming the yeah the main guy. 
Um, yeah, and he did good. He he yeah, played. He did, he he did played good. He could. He did so well. He uh, hooked up with Vergara's uh, wife. <laughs> and they sold Talavera. They sold Talavera. The Toluca. Yeah. Yeah, and he he went on to to win over there. So I mean, it was. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. You wanna you want to have players that stay with the team as long as possible, uh, but but his wages and and it's even if you say I, yeah, even if you say he lowered it, it's still it's still high. You know, it was still high wages. He wasn't gonna cut it in half. And he shouldn't. He shouldn't have yeah. to. You know, that's the other thing. He shouldn't have to. In the end, it worked out for Osvaldo. He ended up winning two more titles with Santos, and you know. It worked out for him. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think Chivas would have done, would have done, been as successful. So I think it it worked out for his career. Yeah, no, Chivas, and as we remember, they never really replaced when when they sold players abroad. They never really brought anyone back. Uh, I mean, not back. They never brought in other high caliber players to try to and replace. Who you know? They didn't replace Massa. They didn't replace Alcido. You know, yeah. a, a lot of these guys, they're bravo. They didn't go out looking for the next best thing. They were just hoping that we might find something at the Cantera. There was a while where it was all Cantera, man. We weren't buying anybody. <laughs> we had like 16-year-old kids out there. We had like Sergio Avila and Chaton Enriquez. I think Chicharito made his debut. Um, there was a time where we were just not spending any money. And we we're, we're, we had like... Mejia and yeah, yeah. It's around the time they brought Rafa Marquez, Lugo. No, that was that was later. That was like in two thousand like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, but he was one of the one of the um. Wait, yeah, he was one of the refuerzos that you know you don't really see as top refuerzo, and he ended up he ended up being a really good player. He was a he was definitely. He earned his stripes there, and he ended up saving our ass a few times. So, always respect him. As of right now, Pachuca just tied up the game against Pumas, so we're 1-1 heading into uh, halftime. There was another topic about Chivas. You know, huh? you know what? With, with, with the Pachuca tie, they jumped to 7th. Uh, Santos goes down to 8th. And Chivas drops to 9th, Uh-oh. all tied at 22 points. We don't want that oh, to happen. Twenty-two points. Yeah, no, no. And goal differential, Tuca would have three, with Santos and Chivas both at one. Uh, Toluca's at tenth with them, but Toluca has um, minus four. minus four. Yeah. So yeah, they still have some catching up. And what is, <laughs> what is this in the fight? <laughs> they uh, are. Okay. okay. Yeah, we're gonna go over some more Liga Mekis results, but. There was one more topic about Chivas or somewhat Chivas related. It's definitely Guadalajara related. It was Joao Malek. He was a youth player for Chivas, ended up going abroad for Porto and then to Sevilla. Wait, Malek, I thought he was at Santos. Uh, in the youth, in the youth, he was originally at Chivas. And then he went? And then he went to, I want to say he did go to Santos. But he never like made his debut in in Liga Mekis. No, no, yeah, because he was he pretty was, young. Yeah, he was in the Chivas youth youth like you know um, squads. Then he went to Santos. Then he went to Porto on a loan. 
and then he got loaned out to Sevilla. You're um, right. You're right. He 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 was he was at um she was from 2011 to 2014. Mm-hmm. Then he switched to Santos Laguna, and he played there for from 2014 to 2017. And then he was loaned to Porto. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he was in Sevilla B. He was in uh, he was in Europe, and uh, damn. Unfortunately, he was in Guadalajara for vacation time, and he got into a car accident where he, you know, he killed two people, and it was actually uh, newlyweds, which is the biggest tragedy about this story. And yeah, it, I think it was the, the day following their wedding. I think they were going to oh, man. get the registry or something like that. This actually happened last year. They found that he was had alcohol in his system, and now, uh, as of today, they they have found him guilty. So, his career is basically done. He could face ten year sentence. Um, but the reason yeah. the reason I mentioned that is because I started thinking about other players that have had car accidents. And another player from Chivas was uh, Ramon Ramirez. And I think we talked about this, where he killed like a family of five. Man, yeah, I know he injured his leg, so that his career wasn't wasn't that good afterwards. It went in a bit of decline from there. But imagine the crash, you know, the, the... Oh yeah, you know, knowing knowing you did something like that, it's gonna mess your head. Oh, absolutely, man. Uh, and then I, I started thinking about okay, well, there was also um, Mohamed Turco. He lost his son in a car accident too. That was tragic. Not too long ago, right? And he 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 dedicated the what was it, the Monterrey Title. Championship? Yeah. Yeah, and then I also remember back in the day, there was this really good striker for Pachuca. He ended up winning a title with him, and it was, uh, uh, what was his name? Pablo Hernan Gomez, and he died in a car accident. He was only 23, and I was doing a little bit more like research or looking into his, his, his life, and he had a son and a daughter who like um, are still living, and his son is actually playing right now for um he used to play for Puebla now he's at uh, Cimarrones de Sonora but it's kind of crazy how that like legacy still goes on and he was able to become a professional footballer and sort of like honor his dad I don't know if you remember that guy very little because I used to really watch Pachuca games back then Mm. yeah I remember that final against Cruz Azul because it went into overtime, and this is back in the day where FIFA thought it was a good idea for them to uh, implement Golden Goal. Yeah. And I remember we were waiting for the game to, like, restart, and I went – I don't know if I went to the bathroom or something. I go back to the television set, and they're already celebrating like they won. They scored, like, so early into overtime, <laughs> and it was a Golden Goal, so it's like Kurosawa just lost. Like, they just lost their shit. And that was a strong Kurosawa side. I mean, this is the same team that – uh, went to the Copa Libertadores final against Boca Juniors that same year. So. Oh man! Yeah. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good team to watch. That was squad, bro. Yeah, and then the the 
the Libertadores, they had Cardoso as. Oh, that's right. They loaned the him in. So man, they loaned him in, and I was like, damn, hot dang. How did how, how did that was like a weird like policy that you could loan in players from different teams just for yeah a, like a separate tournament that's kind of cool. Well, I like I like it. So it's like because you don't see I that think... anywhere else. Like in you don't see that in Champions League or anything. <laughs> yeah, once you go into playoffs, you get you get I think three three players that you can that you can bring in to strengthen your squad. Uh, you know, and I, I remember Chivas when they when they went to Libertadores, and then they were they were booted because of the fiebre porcina. Oh, that's right. H one R one. I forgot what it was called. The the it was the, the uh, swine flu. The swine flu. Yes, yeah, also from China, right? Katang. <laughs> Katang. Chinese need to quarantine themselves. <laughs> Bird flu, swine flu, corona. Kung flu. <laughs> I don't know. What are they eating over there? What are they eating over there? They man? eat everything, man. So, <laughs> what don't they eat? So, yeah, they, they, the Chilenos, man. Chilenos were, were acting dumb. They didn't, they didn't want to play Chivas. And, that was in and, 2000, like, the 2009, though. Right? When, when that happened, that incident happened. Don't worry. Somewhere back, yeah, and and then and, and then we we got uh whatever they they kicked us out of the tournament, and then the next year they allowed us to go back in in that same well, qualifying. Well, what happened? Well, yeah, but see, this is this is what happened. So, a couple countries offered. So Costa Rica, Uruguay, Ecuador, uh, I think even Miami, they were offering like. You know, you could play the game here. Uh... Neutral venue and the Chilenos were like, nope. And so Conmebol ruled in their favor and they disqualified. They disqualified Chivas. And and so then Mex was like, all right, you want to play that game? (laughs) We're out of the tournament. And around that time, the tournament was sponsored by Banco Santander. Oh, and a, and a big reason they did it was because of the Liga MX the, and the exposure the in the yeah. U.S. Mm-hmm. And so Santander was telling Conmebol, you know, what's up, what's up with this? And so Conmebol was like, all right, all right. They did a welcome back package. <laughs> you, you know when you, you you know when you cancel your cable and then oh. they're like, if you stay with us, you you get like free HBO and then. And it's ten bucks less. <laughs> so that, that was that was good man. We'll, we'll give you extra tickets, and uh, she was she can start the tourney in the in 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 the you know in the playoffs. Yeah, in the playoffs. That's hella funny. That's a really good way to describe it. And, and but but I remember like I was like, oh man, that's good. I was like, we could concentrate. She was should concentrate on 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 that tournament, you know. Uh, and it's like you don't even have to buy players. Try to get them on loan. Get, you know, start negotiating right now. Try to get three really good ones. And who wouldn't want to go play a Libertadores, dude? Oh yeah, especially. And then with Chivas, man, come on. And they didn't get. I don't anybody. know. No, no one. That that's what pissed me off. And that team ends up making it to the final. And so. And then we sold our best player over the summer. Chicharro. Yeah. <laughs> so, he, but he I always like didn't even get to play. 
it hurt me on the fields, man. I was like, yeah. what could have been? You know, it would have been historic. It was weird uh, because that they decided to, they decided to um, to have the final after the World Cup, and then that's when because Chicharro left, he left in like what May or something. Yeah. Yeah. He left and then it's just like it's, great. <laughs> it was just, you know, the whole thing where, because it was a man you and I yeah. get it, but but yeah. if you were to hold on, if, you know, Vergara holds on to Chicharo, and it's something I talked about before here, how uh, River Plate, so they had, uh, they were going to Libertadores final, and the Italian Serie A team, Parma, they, they get Hernan Crespo, and and River Plate say, we'll sell him to you, but he has to play the final, you know. Mm. He has to play the league final. And that was his last game, and they won it. They won it wow. at the Monumental. They, and it was like a great way to leave the club. That's, and, and that's how felt, you leave the club with some silverware, because Chicharito didn't win any silverware with Chivas. I, yeah, and I thought Chivas could have done something similar, and instead... We get a fucking friendly. <laughs> yeah, he's playing... No, but... but, but it, Around the same time, I think uh, Manu was playing the MLS All Star match. Yeah, they were in with were, MLS or something like they, that. Even before like, that, they were in Asia doing a, Asia against the Asian All Stars, and then they played against the MLS All Stars. I'm like, wow. Yeah, and, uh, like like if I'm pretty sure they would have. I, I mean, I know they pressured like, no, we need them, but I'm, but I'm pretty positive they would have been like, nope. And Chivas could have done that because you're going into the World Cup. Yeah, and and he was in that squad, and he ended up scoring against France, and he just he was just on fire the whole in time in Argentina. And yeah, so it's like he would have still sold him, and and probably yeah. for more money. Yeah, um, but oh yeah, Manchester United. It was very weird because it was not during a transfer window. Like this was in May, so or April or May. It was like one of those months. It's like. Yeah, there's no transfer window open right now. How did you guys even manage this deal? Yeah, it's a bargain buy, and they went to Vergara, and this guy cared more about having a having a you know the the opening for the Akron for the Omni Stadium, and he cared more for that. Man, I was like, dude, really? (laughs) That you you that Libertadores trophy sitting in. She was cabinet dude would have outshined, outshined any dude. Yeah, any dude. Till this day, man, uh, it's just a damn shame that no Mexican club has ever won Libertadores, even though we've no, we've been three, so close. Three second place. Yeah, three second place. That Cruz Azul team you were talking about, uh, and then they Chivas. lost it on penalties, yeah. and then Chivas, and, and then um, Tigres, which I think Tigres. I put that on. Um, I put that on Tuca, man. Yeah, Tuca I think couldn't... he 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 played too scared mm-hmm. when they were at home, and he, that even surprised. If you hear, like I think it was Muñeco, and and he was talking about going into that match. And I think he told the squad, if we could survive here, you know, we're closer at home. And that's say how they were surprised. How like. And I think as the commentators as well, like if you were listening to the Argentine, they were like, they just didn't seem like they're playing a final. They were just like, kind of like, 
you know? Yeah, they didn't, and I they think didn't go for the took juggler. A style to be to be a bit more defensive. It, that's another thing, too, yeah. that always upset me is they they never allowed a Mexican team to close at home. It was always in Comenbol territory. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then there was also, like, the disrespect of, of uh, the calendar because the 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 two years that Chivas went back-to-back semifinals, uh, they were during times where, Chivas, where Mexico was either in the Confederations Cup or the World Cup. And they still refuse to. Um, del- yeah, but but del- their, delay their countries also do, but their 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 teams also do. I mean, they also do World Cup and confederations, so that that it's because we we, it's we mainly, lost to uh, Paranaense. It was like a Brazilian side, and they weren't even like considered like a like a good team. They were like you know mid table, bottom mm-hmm. table. No, yeah. but a lot of those teams when they qualify to Libertadores, they they, they try to beef up their squads, you know. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times they'll have like a really good, a really good team. And the only thing is that they those teams do make money selling, so they end up just selling selling the whole team, mm. selling them off to Europe. Uh, so that's that's why you you see a lot of these smaller teams all of a sudden disappear, and it's because they just they cashed in, dude. They yeah. cashed it in. It's funny how we're going kind of full circle here. We weren't intentionally going to be talking about Chicharito on this podcast just because we we basically covered it last episode. But between our last episode and this episode, (laughs) there have been more rumors circulating. And this one's very interesting about the possibility of him returning to Chivas on a loan or selling him. That is the that's a L.A. Galaxy rumor. Um, So they're they're looking to just get rid of him, man. He didn't even he didn't even play the last game. He was a quote unquote injured. And they lost, right? They lost to LAFC, which was the return of Carlitos Vela, and he scored a, a typical Vela chippy shot. Yep. Or he lost it over the keeper. What they say, uh, the the king dude, is back. <laughs> that dude does those shots with his eyes closed. Um, Especially with that defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I know a lot of the Chivarmanos didn't want Cheech. Yeah, they don't. They're like, no, thank you, no, no, thank you, man. We because we're we ba- see what you're doing over we're there. We're bailing him a out. Giant shit burger. We're <laughs> bailing him out if we do this. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 I would rather have Pulido, and I don't mean that in a in a bad way. I mean it in a good way. Another yeah. Pulido hustles hard. He he got off this weekend too. He he did score for uh, Kansas City. So he's been scoring. That's. Yeah, all the Chivas strikers, Vela, um, Vela Chicharo, and, and Puli, who left Chivas as a goleador. Well, God damn, and Cubo, they have Cubo over there. Too. Oh, yeah, Cubo's over <laughs> and there. And Fierro, and, and Carlitos Fierro, who and, also scored. Uh, he didn't score. He, he set up the assist, if I'm not mistaken. No, uh, no, he scored, man. Oh, he did? He, he's, he, he set up an assist the previous game. Alanis is out there, too. I... I now, now you got me. Now you got me. I'm pretty sure he scored, man. Now you got me doubting myself. He he set up an, a beautiful assist. Um, I don't know if he did end up scoring, but I know Earthquakes won. I want to say like two zero. Um. Oh yeah, no, no, but they they their last game they lost it. Oh okay, then it was just. Well, there was one game where they scored four goals. I don't know if they. Maybe that was the one you're talking about. Hold on, about. man. Now this this is. 
this has turned into a MLS. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He did score. I can see people switching off now. He scored. Didn't come here for this. He scored. He scored against Vancouver. They lost, but he did score. There you go. Yeah, I think yeah. you were thinking of the game before that. So yeah. Hey, but but you know, if, if you're listening, uh, I know a lot of you gents out there don't like don't like the major league, but it's it's tied. It's it's tied at the hip right now with with uh, Liga MX, and uh, because look, we're talking about Carlos Fierro, and then also who is coaching San Jose, but Matias Almeida. And then who will go back to Liga MX? You could count on that. He'll be back there. And then LAFC Chicharro. I mean, not a, LAFC Carlos Vela and Chicharro at Galaxy with um has two other Mexicans. Jonathan. Uh, Efraín. Jonathan and Efraín. Wait, and the goalkeeper. And the goalkeeper, too. That's oh, Cisniega. Wow. I think he's. Wait, I don't know if Cisniega is LAFC or Galaxy, but, but there's a, a young keeper mm. in one of those teams. And here's another one. Uh, Javier Aguirre recently in an interview, he said that he has been in talks with MLS teams. Mm. He he said he also said he would never go back to Mexico, right? Or, or was I tripping? Yeah, I no. He's he's he said that, uh, and he he made he used as an example what happening to Matias Almeida. He said he allowed 23 goals in four games or something <laughs> like that. He's like, that just that just wouldn't happen in Max. Yeah, there's no where, way. Where you you get you get washed like that and you're still in the team. Well, He's like, you would have been done. But and here's so, another but, but he thing. Was, there was all, there, would, we, the defense wouldn't be that bad either, though. You don't see teams getting blown out 5-7-0 no, in, in Mexico. It's, it's, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. But, but uh, I think he... I don't think he's like throwing shade. I don't think he's he's doing it to to talk bad about Matias. He's most he's like comparing like directivas, you know. Yeah. Saying how in MLS you'll be allowed to work, and things could go bad, and they'll they'll you know they'll just give you a chance to 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 turn things around. They also don't have a short season though, so it's not a very good comparison. No, but but I mean, as coaches, and this is something we we talked about with Gonzo, because he had been offered the Pumas role, and I'm pretty glad Pumas right now is glad he didn't take it. But I, and I mentioned how, you know, if you're the Gons, you probably, you know, you've been putting in a lot of work in Seattle, and, and you're bound to, to get a shot there where you're probably gonna get the full season, as opposed to you go to Pumas and, and you're gonna be out within a month, maybe two. So it's <laughs> like. Like no, no. Unless you get that guarantee, you don't want to take a lot of those risks. Well, with kind of just to wrap it up on on Javier, you know he's getting a lot of criticism. He's he's streaming on Twitch, and it, it's just the impression is that he's not really got his his mind focused on. I mean, even Borghetti spoke out about, hey, man, like, you know, you're a legend in Mexico. Like, you, you're the top goal scorer. You surpassed me in goals. But you got to get your head straight, man, because, you know, you're still getting paid a lot of money over there. He's getting paid $6 million, man. And, uh, you know, you're not putting up the, the goals. It's just you got to get back on the horse, man. And uh, I think for him right now, he's looking at Chivas as like a savior, you know. 
I think that a move to Guadalajara would put his career back in back in shape. I mean, it's done wonders for uh, Giovanni, and it did wonders for Rafael Marquez when he bounced from Red Bull. You know, he won two titles with Le- Leon and uh, ended up going to, like, two more World Cups, you know? So it's like, I don't want him to return to Chivas because we have too many strikers, and it, we would have to get rid of, like, Oribe Peralta, Saldivar, or Macias. Like, you can't have all these strikers all at once. And he would also come with an expensive price tag, so I, I'd just rather spend that money on other players than, than a striker. But, uh... Yeah. No... It's it's yeah the wages as well man how how much yeah. Chivas Chivas I don't think has paid over two million this guy earns three times that much uh, so people are saying would he and if you take a price cut how much would it be so you know could he go down to four million but even that would be a lot for Chivas you know uh, so who knows who knows what what would happen because uh, I know if you're the Cheech you're probably thinking at this point you're out of the the national team you know as we said he wasn't called up to the last uh, friendly and so and, and you've got the other guys doing so well where it's like dude you're, nobody's missing you <laughs> and he hasn't been doing good for yeah. not just with Galaxy with his previous teams he just hasn't been the the cheech we all know, uh, so yeah, it would it would be a form for him to kickstart his career. But I don't know, man. I don't know if it's like his attitude, man. Everybody has seen like a change in his attitude, and and you said it before. It's almost since his guru came on board. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, ever since Dreyfus started uh, lavando el coco de Javier, he's been a completely different person. Um, but you know, again, we talked about this in the last podcast. If you guys want to know how we really feel, uh, feel free to listen to the last episode we made. There is, we, I don't know how we've gone 40 minutes and we haven't talked about Leon. They're currently in first place and they have had 12 games in a row since tasting defeat. Yeah. Impressive. And we, we did, well, I mean, we haven't talked about Leon this podcast but in previous we've we did mention how they had that that big record on their on their um uh, it was the number of wins in a row remember under nacho Nacho and so now they have Mm -hmm. yeah so not not surprised we have talked about how they're one of the more consistent teams and so man they're they're gonna be you know not not only they should be favorites again their last five games have all been straight victories. So, I mean, it's not just like they're drawing games. No, they're they're winning these games, and they're heading into uh, the last two games of the season uh, looking good, and they're, they're going to be a point away from clinching the, the first-place spot. And Nacho Ambriz, funny that you mentioned his name. There is a rumor about him leaving Leon at the end of the season, he has his aspirations of coaching in Europe, and he's going to oh. he's going to be pursuing those after this season. At least that is the the latest rumor. He also has plans of coaching Mexico, La Selección, 
uh, after 2026. So those are some of his goals. Do you think he's worthy of that? I don't think he is. <laughs> Dang. No, I think I think he's a good coach. Uh, I mean, I think his his last season and this at Leon has shown a lot. And I think uh, if he could find a spot, I think that shows his aspirations. And if he could continue, continue getting results like this, because you know, it's it's been one of my um, arguments with with Chivarmanos about like Almeida, where he did win a lot of the cups, you know, Copa MX and, and Supercopa and and Conca Champions. And then, uh, Conca champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not, I mean, just, just I'm saying the, the side cups, you know, not, oh. not league. And when you look at his league record, even even into Argentina, first division league record, he was always like, he always had teams like in the mid, mid table to bottom. And that's been since he started coaching and he still has, you know, he still hasn't been able, even at San Jose, he's, he still has, you know, that's where he struggles at, at the league. And this is something where it's like um, when you see like like Nacho, at least, that he's been doing it, where he has their team fighting for the first positions. And a lot of times. Except for Chivas. A lot of, <laughs> well, he wasn't there that long, man. He, 18 they didn't give games, him, five wins, nine defeats. It was actually his worst um, as far as trajectory with teams, that was the worst club he he performed at. Yeah, but I mean, with Max, because of the short season and all that, it's it's really you know, it's yeah. it's, it's tough. It's tough. And twenty uh, twelve was the dark ages for Chivas, so nobody was saving that <laughs> team. Yeah, but but I think this is this is, will get coaches rated more high. Uh, you know, and it becomes easier for them to go abroad when they're seeing like that how consistent you are in league play. And so I think uh, if if there's if there's been an opening for him, I think it's good for him that he's taking it. Yeah, because he actually has tasted European um, like yeah. experience. He was uh, Aguirre's assistant at Osuna. Osasuna, sorry, and Atlético Madrid. So he he knows what it. Yeah, what and he coached he coached some games when Aguirre would be suspended mm. or or unable. He did get to coach a few games, so he has that, you know. Yeah, he has that that taste. Although I will say, you know, it don't mean a thing without the ring. And I'm looking at his honors. He's only won three titles. Or actually, sorry, two titles: the Conca Champions League in 2015, 2016 for America, and the Copa Mekis for Necaxa in 2018. But he hasn't won a league title yet, and I think has if no. if he succeeds with Leon, um, I think that would finally give him the the credibility, and you know, give him like a talking piece for when he does try to go and, and coach in and, Europe. Yeah, and he did he did make the final with them. Remember. He made the final with them. They, they took away JJ Mack. Oh, that's right. And that, yeah, I think. Uh, but but I mean, uh, 
That's good. It's good. I mean, it's good to hear that. It's good to hear that coaches want to leave. Uh, I think Bioko had a shot, and he he just ended up ended up staying at home. Uh, from what I've heard, is that America told him if you if you if you wait, we'll we'll bring you in. Because I remember hearing that. I think it was from the that Argentine dude from Jorge Ramos, um, Peralta, something Peralta, and he was saying how. And he, he said it way back when he was at Cholos that that America had, they had told him that the higher, you know, the upper brass, like, you know, if, if you just play low for a bit, we'll work, you know, and and we'll have you in this team. And it's, yeah, I guess, you guess he had a, a choice to make and you could say it's it's worked out for him because he's, he's now one of the historic coaches for, for America. Yeah, Piojo. You talking about Piojo? Yeah, and he should also be looking to leave. I mean, if if there is an opportunity, um, I'd be curious to see if he would he would make the leap. I know that back when he was coaching Mexico in twenty fourteen in the World Cup, there used to be this little like uh, segment show on ESPN. I think like Men in Blazers or whatever, and they were obsessed with this kid. They were obsessed with Piojo because of the way he would celebrate <laughs> and you know, how he animated his teams. And they're like, he needs to be coaching England. We want him for England, you know? And like the rest of the world got to see this dude's passion. And they're like, damn, bro, I want him to coach my team, you know? Cause sometimes you need that. And, you know, you look at the types in Europe and everyone's very like, you know, proper and serious. You don't really see too many emotions. So like to have a Bioho out there, like, you know, on the sidelines, it's like pouring rain, you know, Tuesday night at Stoke. And he's just like, go. Oh, Oh, wow balls, you know, it's just it's not something you normally see out there. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 definitely a personality. Um but I think like going to England, the big language barrier. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that's probably going who to knows Spain or something. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean they did take Turko Mohammed. They didn't last long, but he was out there. Oh, that's right. For uh, Celta Vigo, no? Yeah, he was there for a bit. <laughs> and they were trying to... He, that's when they try to bring as many Mexican players out there. But, uh, yeah, it didn't work out for him. So we are going to cover the Jornada 15 results. Leon was the one that kicked everything off. Their victory over Puebla. And they are... Currently in first place, depending on how this result with Pachuca and, and Pumas, they're still 1-1 here. Depending on how that result ends, uh, they could clinch first place as of tonight. And then on Saturday, it was Querétaro. They ended up losing to Necaxa 1-0. And Necaxa were actually a man down for almost half an hour. So uh, a good result for Necaxa, who, if I'm not mistaken, are... Uh, somewhere near the bottom of the table. Uh, they're oh, they're in eleventh position, so they're they're trying to get a Liga spot. Liga. <laughs> yeah, they're in Liga so far, and uh, well, we can see their chances. They face Toluca, who's had a bit of a resurgence. They're they're facing them at home, and then they 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 finish the season away at Pachuca. Oof. So, 
not it won't be that easy it won't like, be that easy because who knows yeah the that the luca matchup is going to be literally for for Leia because they're right next to each other Toluca's in in 10th position with with 20 points then on yeah not, s- oh go ahead no say not that easy but at the same time not not like uh not that impossible you know it's not like uphill battle yeah meanwhile Querétaro and we could we could say this about Atlético San Luis Mazatlán <laughs> Atlas Still technically not mathematically eliminated, so it's it's kind of crazy, but they're most likely not going to make Liga. Um, Juarez somehow held Tigres to a draw. Tigres were actually up one nil, and then Lescano scored in minute seventy, and and that was it. And uh, that was it for Tigres. Well, and 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 they had what like a clean sheet, right? Like a five match. Yeah, they were. Clean sheet. They were having a really good, good yeah, defensive. Yeah, five match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a good five match going. clean sheet until this this Juarez at home, which was like, yeah, you didn't want to you didn't want to lose it like that. And and like <laughs> I mentioned, uh, like I mentioned early in the podcast, like you know, Gignac's been at ten for for quite some time, so he's been missing his shooting boots. And uh, their next game is away at America, and the close against Adla. So, but but I mean, I mean, Tigres is pretty much in, man. Uh, they could lose all those games. They're still in Liguilla. But but I know, no in Tigres, no in Tuca. I know he wants to finish top four, and so that that should be a big match, that America, America Tigres, especially because it's a one point difference. Yeah. between them it's fourth or and fifth. so mm-hmm. yeah and uh there's chance that america could get bumped down from that fourth spot you know a big loss there and they could they could end up falling um to six yeah depending on what kind of game rayados will have america ended up beating atlas 1-0 on saturday no surprise there, Atlas not having the best campaign. And he actually took up until the minute 88th for them to score that that game winner. So not sure what happens with, with some of these games. Atlas, for some reason, tends to uh, humble some teams at times. But they're currently in 15th position with 13 points. Yeah, this, this, this season for Atlas, and, and we were expecting somewhat of a resurgence for the team, at least for them to be more competitive since Grupo Orlegi took over and they, they cleaned house, including including getting rid of Rafa Marquez, who had a, you know, he had a, he was high up there in the Atlas front, front office and they just like, no thank you, you know, dieron las gracias. <laughs> and it, it surprised me because that's the biggest name, you know, that's a big name, and and to have him attached, but for whatever reason, Norlegi just showed him the the front door or the back door, whatever you want to say it, and 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 but I guess I don't know, I, maybe Atlas is cursed. Uh, uh, that's they that's been they facts. haven't been able to. <laughs> But but I mean Orlegi and and then you know just just a reminder for some of 
some of our fans, even though majority know this already. <laughs> so Orlegi is the same group that, you know, controls and finances Santos Laguna. And they've been one of those Liga MX teams that pretty good at winning league titles, you know. They, you know, they just, for some reason, they're just not, they don't get as much fame as Pachuca, and I guess Pachuca because of, of they're sending players abroad. But they're up there as far as winning. They win like every, what, three or four years, they win a, they've been winning a championship. Oh, Santos? Yeah. Yeah, man, they put Chivas to shame. Uh, <laughs> you know, every Chivas every 10 years, they managed to do it in half. Yeah. And I, 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 I keep forgetting Santos are a young club. Uh, the I was going to say the biggest contribution Atlas have done this this season or this year has been uh, selling Jesus Alejandro Gomez to Bauvista. So that's been, or technically it's a loan, but that's the, the biggest contribution they've been able to do this year. <laughs> <laughs> And you know they used to be a team that used to have a really good youth youth academy. So I'm not sure what's been going on these last couple of years. Boavista or Atlas? Uh, Atlas. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's money, man. Uh, even even to maintain to maintain the the youth squads, they're paying. You know, and then a lot of times, something we've seen is they could they could probably offer. You know, they could they could um the other team snatch you up or 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 beat you to the talent or just make it make it more you know so so you could say way back in the day youth wanted to go to Pumas because that's where all the top players are coming from and then they wanted to go to Atlas you know back when they had you know all those all those really great players like Rafa Marquez. And then you know, Chivas became the team, and then, and then Pachuca, Pachuca. Yeah. You know, so I think it it goes. You know, it. Uh, so Santos is one of those teams now where they give a lot of opportunities. So I think um, I think it just stopped being like a, like an attractive venue. Mm. And so they probably lost probably talent. That the talent was like, nah, I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll try my chances over here. I'm sure Biesla think, leaving had a, something to do with that too. Well, I mean, because he left, you know, he, he left the foundation there, but, but they did lose coaches because they had Efrain, Efrain Flores, who ended up, he ended up going to Chivas. Yeah, that's right. And then, and and then he went to Pachuca. So I mean, and every everywhere he was at, players came out. And so I mean, that's and 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 Flores was at Atlas way back with with Bielsa, and they had Huero Real who ended up going to Chivas. And he was there for a long time, and and of course he was one of the one of the guys instrumental as well. So I mean, being able to hold on to to really good youth coaches or talent scouts. It's another thing, you know. That's true. So I think a lot. Yeah, and if you you get poached for that, like you had a really good scout, you know, some Pachuca could be like offer you more money. Then that's in America. We have to mention America because that's yeah. another team that's 
lately they've been, been having good good talent oh yeah really good talent so so yeah and it's well they let go of alfredo tena man and i think i think he did an awesome job and i think he should be in high demand so but we haven't heard anything since you know since he left but they didn't let him go they sort of demoted him remember they brought that guy from from uh villarreal to like change up their youth structure and so pena was like all right i'm out you know <laughs> he was he was the one calling shots and now they they, they were gonna have him as somebody's uh chalan he was like nah dude i'm not i'm not here to do the mandados <laughs> and he's out and i but i think that's a hey, that's that's if i was a any team besides chivas because he's He's hardcore Americanista, man. He's he's not like his brother, Luis. Uh, this this Captain Furious. He's he's hardcore, man. So, but any other club, I I would definitely go for him. I think that's Atlas, man. Grupo Legi, man. If you're listening, take take Captain Furious, man. <laughs> Get the Atlas initiative going. He'll. He'll whip up some good guys, man. Or bring back La Volpe for like the eighth time. Who knows? For the, as a coach? No, no, but La Volpe, I mean, La Volpe likes working with youth, but he's not, he's not like the, you know, he'll work with youth once they're ready to make the, the jump. Yeah. You know, but. He's, he's but, the one that debuted uh, Guardado, no? Or am I tripping? I no, I don't think he did, but he did take him to the national yeah, he, team. Yeah, he took him. He took him to the World Cup when he was at a really young. young age. Yeah, but but no, but I'm saying coaches because because that's that's where I think a lot of fans get confused. Because for example, uh, and then going back to Chivas, a lot of people give a lot of credit to Hans, and for all these youth that came out. But I'm like, a lot of these guys were at Chivas since they were like twelve, you know. Hans yeah. played them. They were already in their twenties. So he was, hey, what happened to the guy that was with this kid, man, on the daily? <laughs> you know, he don't. He doesn't count, man. With that dude is what? Just because he, that guy wasn't gonna get the chance to debut him. Uh, he did. So that was real. You know, he kept pushing a lot of these guys into the first team, and they kept sending them back just because Liga MX was like, oh, this guy's not ready. And it's it's more of the mentality, and Hans is Dutch, the Dutch kind of mentality, where it's like he's not ready, but in like half a season he will be, half half a season of playing, playing these games he will be, and that's that's the guy that ended up giving players like Massa and all of these guys Hans, a prominent role. Yeah, I think if I recall, Hans had a very interesting outlook in in like the team and building the team. He 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 saw it as like like literally parts, you know, like a watch. And if a player wasn't uh, disposable or, or available, he would just replace him with like another player in that same position. And he didn't really think yeah. twice about like, oh, the experience yeah. or the age. He just said, no, this, well, he's, he was just he's, like he, Legos, man. Interesting. Interesting. You bring that up because I actually got to talk to Hans and he, and I asked him a question, uh, Similar to that, similar to that, and he did look at me like, 
you know, he looked at me like I was dumb or something. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I, I went to, uh, I went to pick up a press pass at, for Chivas USA. And uh, it was like the day before the match. And I go get the pass and the, the press officer was there. And he's like, hey, man, if, the, if you want to go see the team, they're in this field, they're training. And so I was like, all right, let me go, let me go see what. And I go up there, man, and nobody, there was no press, dude. No <laughs> one, dude. It was, it was just you. And, well, yeah, when I was getting, then I see Hans, dude, and I was like, go snap. He's like 20 feet from me. And I was like, he was just, I don't think, they were playing like a scrimmage, and he's like watching it. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know. Should I? I don't want to bug him. But I was like, ah, you know what, whatever. And so I ended up just going up to him and I started talking to him. And he was a really cool dude, man. He, he just, oh, I bet. you know, he was just answering all my questions. Wait, so what would you so, ask him? So this was the question was, uh, it was a Chiwas match where it was the last game of the season. And, and, uh. Chivas was lose. Chivas had to win to qualify to Liguilla, and they're losing. I think it was against San Luis, and so I think Chivas was had a player down, and I don't know if a player got injured, and and Hans brings in a player from the from the youth from the reservas. I don't know if it was Pitufo Avila. This is a short little dude, man. Not probably a handful of games in Primera. And just not the guy I thought he would put in, you know, given those circumstances. And the guy ends up giving two assists and Chivas wins and makes it into Liguilla. And I was like, holy shit, I like when you threw him in there, you know. I'm like, what are you doing? What did you tell him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as I said, you know, like, like, like it's such a big game. You know, did you have the type of player that you knew could turn, like, what, what was the sort of like the logic behind throwing this guy in there, you know? There's no experience, no nothing. And that's that's where I saw the difference in mentality because I'm all thinking about, okay, you have a player that maybe like a trophies that could, you know, pull like a rabbit out of his ass, you know, and <laughs> do this jugada, you know, just, just, come up with something or, you know, or, or some experienced guy from veterano and he's been there before and he's not going to, he's not, he's not going to like crack under the pressure because, and, but that wasn't it. And his whole thing with him was like, like kind of like you said, like the whole Legos, just if the piece, he put it there because he fit. And he told me how's like, how like the way they trained, was like in the position they all trained and they all knew their job. Mm. So he had been training and he, if he was going to put you in this spot, he already knew what, what yeah. you had to do. Your and so that's why he put him in there. He mm. wasn't, he wasn't thinking about that other bullshit. And I think that's more of a Latin American thing, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like you bring in the yes or you bring, you in, bring this in dude. The, it's like a, a seniority. You know what I mean? That as well, you know, but you're thinking experience or you're yeah, thinking of this, this dude, he, he's Cloud. pretty good trickster. If he could just get one, that, that that's good enough. 
and we sort of think in those terms. And this is more of like his Dutch, Dutch Ajax. They were called the Clockwork Orange because that's that's how they, you know, oh, like, a, wow. like a clock. That's and interesting. So, and he was he was with 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 Ajax. Uh, that's where he was. He had worked with the youth, and that's that's a big influence on on uh, on Hans. That was that was his escuela, you know, the whole the whole Dutch system, and that's one thing they were doing at Chivas, which unfortunately is lost now. They're not completely not doing nothing like that. No, they're not. <laughs> but and so his thing was that each team. From the youth, like like under eight, yeah, all the way to the big team, we're gonna play the same way, the same tactics, yeah, yeah, same tactics. So they could just light you in there, yeah, like you said, like a Lego piece, man. It's like, quitas uno, and yeah, because you sold it, because you sold them or whatever, and boom, the other one goes right in, and they already know what to do. And I think that was a great, it's a great, you know, school or thought to, to do. And I just got lost, you know, with all the changes and whatnot. Ended up, ended up just like, not sure what Leano's doing. I, I'm thinking so far he seems to be doing a pretty good job, but I don't, I don't know, I don't know what what's gonna. I mean, it's it's not the whole. Let's play the same way because this whole thing is send players to Spain for experience, you know, where they're sending youth players to Spain's third and fourth divisions, right? And, and they're getting some playing time over there. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I always, I always thought that like we need to implement not just a club wide style, but like a like nationwide style. Like Mexico should have a very distinct way of playing the game, and that should be implemented in every in every club, you know, and and on the national team too. All the youth, like that way, by the time they do get up to the grand stage, they don't shit the bed, you know. They know exactly what to do because they've been doing it for years, and they did try. They did try doing that. That was with Nestor because when he when he took over, and he took those a lot of those same ideas to the, the selection, and and he was trying to implement some of that, and uh, there was some success early on. But like, you know, there's too much changes all the time, a lot of turnover, and, yeah. and everyone that comes in seems to be like, yeah, seem like okay, clean slate. Let's start. Let's start from scratch. I'm I'm gonna do my own thing, and so, yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know how it's going on right now. I like I honestly don't know what how how they're working with the under fifteen and under seventeen and all that. I don't. I, I just what I the only thing I know about right now is that um, Tata is heavily involved with the Olympic team. Oh, okay. That's the only thing. I mean, he's not the coach, but I heard that he's he's been he's he's having a big influence there. So I don't. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll quickly finish the rest of Jornada fifteen uh, results. Mazatlan lost at home to Rayados, and Rayados were starting to pick up steam, like I said they would. Their last five fixtures, they've won four, so they uh, they're starting to get get back into they're starting to awaken because i know this is a good team they have a lot of talent and they're right behind Tigres in the table now in sixth position with 26 points Tigres have 27 so things can change very very quickly next week depending on the results yes 
Then this, this. on Saturday, there was also Toluca versus Tijuana. Toluca won 2-0. So they're starting to bounce back from uh, the Chepo era. <laughs> I guess they're doing better wait, without wait. him. Yeah, and, and I say, wait, wait, before we move on from the Diablos Rojos, that, that just seen just seeing that turnaround to me just confirms it that they, you know they leaked the yeah it was a locker room mm. stuff um not saying triple not to blame he's he's been known to have like like a bad attitude type of thing uh but but it does seem like let them get on la cama right there and and it could probably be involved with like not just players but a lot of times agents you know uh, player agents, where it's like he probably just didn't have the right people representing him that could, just, you know, yeah, because it's just not, it's not just, not just the coach, but also players that could guarantee players for the club. So yeah, they could go up suddenly magically to Lucas, to Lucas doing better. It's not like uh, Chepo forgot how to coach, man. <laughs> Well, Toluca are in 10th position as of right now with 20 points. And because of this uh, fixture that's still going on between Pachuca and Pumas, that actually puts Chivas in 9th position with 22. So they're right behind us. And, uh, again, these aren't um, finished results yet. There's still about 10 minutes left in this Pumas-Pachuca game. But if this result stands, um, Toluca is right behind us in, in the table. What two points, two yeah. points behind Chivas, yeah. but yeah. And then Santos uh, beat Atlético San Luis yesterday, two one. Julio Furch scoring. It's a very very um, familiar name there, and with Furch. that, yeah, with that with that result, that puts uh, again because of the the game going on right now, that puts Santos in uh, eighth position with twenty two points. And there's there us, uh, Pachuca and Santos. We're all tied with with 22 points. So it's gonna be a a photo finish with two fixtures yeah, and left. San, and San Luis, man, take right now the worst team. You know the worst team of the league. <laughs> Dead last, and you know they're they're part of the Atlético de Madrid family. Oh yeah, so I was expecting more. You know, they probably were gonna send. I don't know. There was I a think rumor. They would have some connections. Remember that rumor, yeah. like when that first merger happened, that they said, "Oh, we're gonna send Nino Torres to Atlético San Luis." Oh. <laughs> you imagine? That was probably though from the Mexican press, yeah. just clickbait, clickbait. We're gonna we're uh, gonna get yeah, Coque and Herrera and. <laughs> It's like no man, they're not sending and, anybody from from the real Atleti to to Mexico. No, but maybe like like as as they're older, you never know, you know. Because yeah. uh, we've we've seen a lot of the former Real Madrid players ended up playing in Mexico teams. One of them played, played for in teams uh, Pumas, like Celaya, right? which Celaya is like no different than San Luis. What happened? Who's that Real Madrid player that played for Pumas? Burn, Burn Schuster. Was it? 
Yeah. Okay. It was the, the German dude. No, there was another one and, recently uh, that played in Mexico. More recently? I think he was like from Argentina. I forgot his name. It wasn't too. It was like, ah oh man, I forgot his name. But I, Solari, huh? Solari, yeah. Solari, okay. Yeah. Was that okay? The Santiago Solari. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, I forgot about that guy being at at uh, at Pumas. But then you had uh. He, oh yeah, he Michel played for uh, he played for Atlante. Okay. Santiago Solari. Yeah, he played go. for he played for Atlante. Yeah. Yeah, and it's Atlante is not one of the more known teams. Uh, and then you had uh, Butragueño, who was he was not just you know known at Real, but also the Spanish national team, and he was at Celaya, man. That's that's Celaya's crazy. Like, like no one's heard of that, you know. So that's why like, I remember um, Ronaldinho coming and people being all like faced. I was like, eh, I've seen it. I saw, and then say, oh, well, Ronaldinho won the World Cup with Beto, won the World Cup with Brazil. He was at Toros Mesa. <laughs> you see the weird stuff sometimes uh, in Liga MX. But yeah, you 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 could maybe in the future, you know, especially if San Luis picks up and and the money's there. And at least they're playing campeonatos. Yeah, you could. Why not? Why not see some some of the older players just coming over here? You know, I think maybe one you could say something that's that's kept some players like that from coming is probably like because you hear all that all that stuff with the cartels. Oh right, like when Maradona like, came to Dorados. He. <laughs> He came anyways. Uh, no, I know, but but you know, for a lot of people, are like they just are gonna want to stay away from that. Oh you right, know? right. Yeah. It, it paints a bad image, and it's like, nah, I don't, I don't think so. Um, but but you see other players like Johnson and and Gignac, so mm -hmm. it's it's I'll say it's fifty fifty right now. Ah, oh, you said something that I I forgot what I was gonna say. Um. You said about former players in Liga MX or I forgot. Yeah, it, it just came and went. It'll probably come back to me tomorrow. Um, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Was it regarding the team? Yeah. Oh, it was a. It was about Ronaldinho. Um, hopefully he recovers because he 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 got he got COVID. Oh man, he should have stayed in that Paraguayan prison. <laughs> I know, right? I remember that. He, like the... he was playing fun. Every picture I saw, they, they organized soccer games for him. He, man, barbecuing. He, was, he was having a good time, <laughs> man. <laughs> they turned it into a resort. You know, you know, they were sending in some 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 uh, chicks in there, man. He was jailed in Paraguay in March. After entering the country he, with fake passports, why would he do that? It's <laughs> just so weird. You think that dude has he wanted a bunch party. of money under his bed? He, he wanted to party as like, but be anonymous. I don't know. I have no idea. He's so probably weird. getting some big money under the table to do that. Man, <laughs> it seems dumb for someone like you know, like that. That he's not like he's. 
been without a job, you know? I would not be surprised if he blew all his money, man. For some reason, like Brazilian superstars, they blow through their money. I think I was reading something about Rovinho. Rovinho's like playing in like some weird, like obscure team. He was in China. He was, wasn't he with Gun Gun Sur, the team that they had like all these Dude, Ro- Brazilians. They had a, they, they beat America at the Club's World Cup. All I know is Robinho like fell from the face of the earth, man. I remember this kid oh, yeah. was like praised as like the next Pele. And, and I remember him, like I expected him and Diego. Yeah. And I expected him to uh, have like a similar trajectory, like the way Neymar is now to Brazil. You know, Neymar is like a superstar, but he went, yeah, especially because he went to Real Madrid. Yeah. Right? He went to Madrid from Santos. And then to Man City. And then he went to City, Milan. And then you you did mention he did go to China, and then yeah, he's, he's all the way in. Uh, he's here. He's on Santos, man. He's on Santos. He just think yeah. back. He was at here. Sivaspor, a Turkish team. Istanbul. Yeah, he was playing in Turkey, but I think. Uh, yeah, the Turkish league, and then he went to Istanbul, Basak, back something, Basak Kaker, and he's back at Santos. You must have been thinking of Sivaspor. He's at Santos, dude. Yeah, 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 he's at Santos he's, now. He's back where it started. He's 36, though, man. That's, that's like, he's, you know, yeah. in the closest career. I but guess. I mean, he's been scoring goals, dude. I mean, he he still scores not <laughs> a lot, but he he still bangs him in. It's like when Ronaldo was still playing, you know, the fat Ronaldo. I mean, he, he went back to like <laughs> he went back to uh, Brazil, and he would still score, man. He was he was yeah. he was, he was fat, well, but he was still you, scoring. You know what happens? Because all these kids, a lot of these Brazilians come from the favelas. Yeah, you know, like really poor, really corrupt, and so. It's it's like their upbringing, and a lot of times they just lack that, you know, stability. Yeah, like to, and, uh, and they just don't have like that education. They don't know how to like handle their money and stuff. And it's just like yeah, if you read the Brazil, like I was reading into the Brazil team going into the nineteen fifty four was it World Cup I believe, or starting at the nineteen fifty, but they 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 brought in therapist to work with the players really uh, yeah with the national team and that's that was part of it you know especially because they were going to be traveling and all that wow while we're on the topic of brazil happy birthday to pele he just turned 80 on the 23rd and uh he's the only player to win um Three World Cups. He was 18 when he won the World Cup, man. I thought he was 17, no? Oh, yeah, 17. 17. Damn. He didn't even need to play. (laughs) They were getting a win. They were already squashing every team. But, I mean, uh, and I don't say this to take credit from him. I, I think when you're in a team that's that good and your teammates you know, want you in there, 
it speaks volumes. But yeah, he was one of those players that he could have, he they, they would have won, and 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 unfortunately Maradona didn't have that luck because Menotti left him out of the left him out of the squad when Argentina hosted, and Maradona was in the youth, and he he didn't he. He would have had that second World Cup as well, you know. Speaking of Maradona, he's uh, coming up on his birthday pretty soon on uh, October 30th. And uh, they were asking him about, like, oh, uh, what's, like, your birthday wish? And he's like, I wish I could score another goal against England, but this time with my right hand. Snap, snap. Also, oh, that guy has no regrets, you know, no fucks given, bro. He just... Both both, both born in October. Uh, you Isn't know? that Crazy. interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So my kid was born in October, so hopefully he could... <laughs> we need the Mexican Maradona, half, man. You, you could be half of that, and I'd be happy. Uh, it's, it's a good... I guess a good month for some of these uh, futbolistas... Yeah, man, Pelé, 80 years old. God dang. Yeah, Maradona, 60. 60, so, I mean, if he stays in health, he could be, he could, because his health hasn't been good, man. We've seen oh, some man. of those pictures, dude. It looks like, <laughs> it looks like the old D's right there in the bench. <laughs> I remember. He looks like from Weekend at Bernie's, man. He's already dead. They're just moving him around to make him look like he's alive. I remember, uh, like FIFA asked to like stop like panning to him during the Argentina games in the World Cup because he just looked like he he was just doing a bunch of coke. <laughs> he was he did not look good, bro. He looked he was all drugged well, up. Yeah, for the ninety the ninety four when I mean, he scores, I think I don't know if it was against Greece USA? or Nigeria. Oh. Yeah, the U.S. World Cup and the Argentina game, and he he scored. I can't remember if like, it was stares at the camera. One of those teams. He runs at the camera, dude, and he, he's like, yeah. he just looks insane. He just looked, and then they used that, uh, they used that as part of it, but he got checked and he ended up having, I forgot what he had, but it, I don't think it was performance enhancement, but it was kind of messed up. Argentina just crashed after that, but they were looking on fire, man, and that team had some, they had some talent. Up there, man, with, uh, you know. Yeah, Maradona is still an icon uh, in, in, I mean, most of the world. But when I went to Naples, I actually went to a Napoli game, and they still have his banner, like, during the game. Oh, it's never coming down. <laughs> oh, man, he, yeah, he said that, it, that he had to leave. That's why he left Napoli, because it was just being, it was too much. Like, he couldn't go to the streets like the fans were so obsessed with him that he had like he had to leave like he, he was just so he couldn't leave his house and stuff they just loved him yeah so. yeah that was crazy that was yeah for That's sure too bad the drugs did him in <laughs> well we covered all of match day 15 of Liga Mekis Guardianes 2020 we will be going into the last two games of the season uh, starting on Thursday, and it's a game that nobody's probably gonna watch. It's Atlético San Luis versus Mazatlan. Um, but yeah, uh, do you have any other closing thoughts before we wrap up this pod? Uh, no, no, just 
just uh, a bit curious at how the how the season will wrap up, you know, uh, just because how crazy things can get at Liga MX, this whole Liga and whatnot. So I think that that's what keeps it interesting. So just looking out for that. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, a quick mention to Raul Jimenez scored over the weekends for Wolves. They still uh, ended up drawing 1-1 against Newcastle, but he's been on fire. Um, and they also, uh, when it comes to Champions League, there was some Champions League football action. Tecatito got the start, and also uh, Hector Herrera got the start for Atletico Madrid. Unfortunately, both those teams lost, but it's definitely nice to see some Mexicans playing some Champions League football. We definitely need more, more and more players in, in Champions League football. Um, as of right now, the Pachuca-Pumas game is still going on. We're on minute 98, but it looks like it's going to finish as a draw. It's minute 98. One. Yeah. It's like the chicken wing commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they kept the game going every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. So if that result stands... That means that we will be looking at uh, Leon clinching first place. And that will put Chivas in ninth position. So, Wait, and, and Jaime, isn't it next season where we're going to see, we're going to start seeing fans now? We... Right, at a limited capacity. I'm not... I think, uh, I'm not sure if they announced it officially, but I know... As of right now, only two teams in the league are, are, are allowing that to happen. Okay. But who knows? All right. All right. Well, we'll, d- we'll definitely keep I'm, it. I'm guessing because, you know, because you have Liguilla and I know they're going to want. Mm. You want at least some gate for Liguilla, man. It's like, hey, we need some money here. Yeah. We that's need to yeah. pay for the lights. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ligia is definitely going to be a big money maker and a big draw. I mean, I think that's why they extended it to to twelve positions instead of eight. They just want more action. Yeah. So we'll definitely keep everyone updated um, on Twitter. Make sure to follow us on the Cantina MX Football Podcast Twitter account, and we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening. <laughs>